So John Wesley would get together with his groups, his little bands of people, these life groups, these small groups, and he would say, so, how is it with your soul? So I ask you that this morning. How is it with your soul? You see, we are on this first Sunday of Lent. We have this Lenten journey, and we're going to be talking about faith, the difference that faith makes in our daily life. And I say that if your soul is not well this morning, then we need to get to the Word of God. And there will be truth from the Word of God that's going to speak to your situation this morning. What difference does faith make? You see, when we live this life on our own, we mess up, we get all discombobulated, we fall, and we fail. It is only through our faith in Jesus Christ, our knowledge of God, and our, our receiving that love, that forgiveness, that mercy, and that grace, and then living our life out of that faith that we can make a difference. All right, so I want you to think of, other than your Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the most important person to you. I'm not going to hone in on marriage because I have a lot of friends who aren't married. So I want you to think of the most important relationship that you have. It could be your spouse, but it could be a family member. It could be uh, your best friend. Whoever that person is, as we go through this this message today, I want you to think of that person. Now, I need to lay the foundation. I believe it's important that we talk about really what faith is. I want to remind you, Hebrews 11 is that chapter of faith. If you haven't read it in a while, you need to go through. It's like a roll call of faith. And it, it spells out for us all of these people, all of our faithful ancestors who walked the walk following the example of God their Father. Paul says in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, the faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the evidence or conviction of things not seen. And in another translation, it says, faith comprehends as fact what cannot be experienced by the physical senses. When we sang, I believe, I hope and pray that you were singing it out of faith. Not just head stuff, but the way we live our life, the way we experience relationship with other people must come out of our faith in Jesus Christ. Faith, as Lewis mentioned in his prayer, is one of the the fruits of the Spirit. (laughs) As we continue to grow in our relationship with Jesus Christ, our faith grows. And so I'm going to, to make this the foundation for this series. That the number one thing that you and I need to be concerned about is our relationship with Jesus Christ. Because God pours into us the living water. And if we don't live a life of pouring back in, worshiping, praying, fasting, studying his word, we don't have anything to go on. Now, this is what I want you to understand. God pours his living water in and through us. And faith comes as we live out that overflow. 
A lot of us are trying to do this on our own instead of relying on uh, the relationship with Jesus Christ and therein having all of this overflow. Does that make sense to you? Most of us start here, that we are trying to pull up on our own, trying to make our relationships work. And we're forgetting to put Jesus Christ as priority. We are forgetting the worship. We are forgetting the prayer, the study, the fasting. We are forgetting to put Jesus as Lord and Savior of our lives. So that is, for me, foundational. I want to go to Galatians chapter 5. If you have your Bibles or your phones, go for it, please. Galatians chapter 5. I'll be skipping around from first to six verses. Christ has set us free to live a free life. So take your stand. Never again let anyone put a harness of slavery on you. I suspect you would never intend this, but this is what happens When you attempt to live by your own religious plans and projects, you are cut off from Christ. You fall out of grace. Meanwhile, we expectantly wait for a satisfying relationship with the Spirit. For in Christ, neither our most conscientious religion nor disregard of religion amounts to anything. What matters most is something far more interior. Listen to this. Faith expressed in love. Faith expressed in love, some translations put it, faith expressed in perfect love. What is perfect love? Jesus showed us perfect love. Love without an agenda. Love that is patient and kind. Love that is forgiving. Love that is putting others first. Love that is not self-focused. Do you get the idea that we can't do this on our own? We can't live a life of love in relationship with other people on our own. We try to work from this little bit when we're tr- we have to get filled up first to live out of the overflow. Jesus gives us the example. And you know, Jesus went to the cross. Jesus' sacrificial love. That's what we're to be about. In our relationships, we're called to follow his example. Go back to Galatians 2. Galatians 2. I'm going to start, I think it's about the 17th verse. Have some of you noticed that we are not yet perfect? <laughs> No great surprise, right, it says. I'm using the message, by the way. What actually took place is this. I tried keeping rules and working my head off to please God, but it didn't work. So I quit being a lawman so that I could be God's man. Christ's life showed me how and enabled me to do it. I identified myself completely with him. Indeed, here it is. I have been crucified with Christ. My ego is no longer central. It is no longer important that I appear religious before you or have your good opinion. I am no longer driven to impress God because Christ lives in me. The life you see living is not mine, 
but it is lived by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. I am not going to go back on that. Did you hear the question that, that Kevin was asking us about do others see in you the life that you are trying to live? Do others see Jesus Christ crucified? Is that the kind of life you're living? In marriage or that close relationship that you have in mind, Jesus has to be first priority. We love and serve out of the overflow. And when we move in that love, following the example of Christ, I believe powerful things happen. I believe that it is only when we move in following the example of Christ that those powerful things happen. This is what faith does. It allows us to take risks. It allows us to jump off of that cliff in a leap of faith. And it it allows us not just to get by, not just to be okay with mediocre. It allows us not to settle. It allows us to expect that God is not only going to show up, but that God is going to do something in our life, in our in our marriage, in our relationships, in our business, in every facet of our life. Faith pushes me, I believe it pushes you, I certainly hope so, onto greater things. Faith makes me way far out of my comfort zone. It pushes me to step out in faith. You know, a long time ago, Somebody, well, several years, long time ago, several years ago, somebody said, you know, in your marriage relationship right now, you've got about a string quartet, but God wants for you a symphony. In your relationships in life, more than likely, if you're like me, we're hanging out, wow, with a nice string quartet, and it's making beautiful music. But God wants for you and for me this incredible symphony. So what do we do? Pastor Jensen Franklin says this, Faith reaches up and grabs nothing until it becomes something. Faith grabs hold of a promise of God and will not let go. Where are you lacking in your faith right now? God showed me a lot of places this week as I was preparing. Because you see, God wants more for us. God wants to continue to pour in that living water to us. But we have to be open to receive it. We have to desire. Have you seen, did you hear that theme throughout the words this morning in the prayers? I desire, I long, I believe. We have to open ourselves up to it. This week, I want you to go back to the Old Testament and look at 1 Kings 17 and 18. There's a story that just blows me away. It's it's a story of, of prophet Elijah and King Ahab. Scripture says that Ahab was the most evil of all of the kings that the Israelites had had thus far in in that time period. So God told Elijah to go to that king and say, hey, you are messing up so royally that there will be no rain for several years. Elijah gave Ahab that message, 
And that was true for three years. The Israelites continued under Ahab's leadership to... to uh, worship Baal and another pagan god, Asherah. They continued to go their own ways and do their own thing. You will read several stories within the story as you go back to those chapters of what happened during that time. And after three years, God told Elijah, okay, go and tell them, get ready, it's going to rain. He gave them that word, and he went up to Mount Carmel at the top of, a, of the, the mountain and waited and prayed. Elijah sent his servant down to the sea to go check on the rain coming. Servant came back, nothing. Hey, sir, I don't see anything. Oh, go back. God said, God said, go back. Go check again. Seven times. Seven times Elijah sent his servant down to the sea. And on that seventh time, his servant came back, and this is what he said. There's a cloud as small as a man's hand rising up out of the sea. A cloud as small as a man's hand. That reminds me of what Jesus says, if you have faith of a mustard seed, that teeny tiny little bit of faith, I will do great things. So this is what I mean when I say grab hold of nothing until it becomes something and choose to believe and hang on to the promises of God. Because you see, faith is, I believe, beyond human comprehension. I talk about the mystery of my faith all the time. But if you grow and you focus on your relationship with Jesus Christ, then together, you and your spouse, you and that significant other, you and your friends are going to grow in your relationship with one another. It is only through faith that you are going to grow. I believe it. So it takes time together. It takes communicating together. It takes intentionality. It takes honor and respecting one another. It takes a lot of patience. It takes a lot of forgiveness. It takes the love that comes only from the love of Christ through the power of, your Holy, of the Holy Spirit working in and through you. You know, I think it's in Proverbs that says a cord of three strands is not easily broken. Is Christ in the center of your relationships? Is it Christ to whom you go when you need direction, when you need encouragement, when you need guidance? That's what it means to live in faith. So where is God calling you to a more, I'm going to say three things, Positive, persistent, and powerful faith. You see, first of all, I believe we need to positively believe that God is a God that can. And as Lewis prayed often, we leave it at that. Yeah, God can do anything. God is sovereign. God is God. But what is God calling you to do? What is God calling me to do? How is God wanting to work in and through us? You know, we sing, he is a good, good father. We sing, 
about his being enough, that he is a big God. You need to rely on him. You need to put him first. He is our rock, our redeemer. He is our foundation. Secondly, is your faith a persistent faith? I believe more than ever before, it is time to pray, to fast, to worship, to study. It says, knock and the door will be opened to you. Seek and you shall find. Are you knocking? (laughs) Are you seeking? Be persistent. God, I believe you when you say you are helping me, but I need you. Let me see what you're doing in my life and the life of others. Think of that persistent widow who went and went and went to the judge. And the story in the New Testament says, finally the judge came in, I think, because he wanted her to shut up. Are you that persistent in your faith? I believe you, God. I'm going to stand on it. Faith and trust to me are inseparable. Are you living your life in such a way that you are trusting God with every relationship? Are you trusting God with all of your decisions? Are you counting God's guidance as in direction, God's will for your life and relationship as top priority? We all need to do better. We all need to to put Jesus Christ, Lord of our lives, Lord of our families, Lord of our relationships. And finally, are you claiming that powerful faith that is yours? My prayer is, I believe, O Lord, help my unbelief. You see, there's always room for improvement. There's always room for growth. God is a powerful, all-knowing, everywhere present God. But are you tapping into that and standing firm on that foundation? It's time that we love and serve. It's time that we seek and knock, standing on the foundation of faith. When we sing, I believe in God the Father, I believe in Jesus Christ, what does that mean to you? I believe in the Holy Spirit. I believe in Jesus' death and and that he conquered death. He's given us the victory over sin and death. and, And I believe in the resurrection. What does that mean to you? Because if you truly believe it, then it's not this kind of belief. It's a head connected to the heart and it's flowing out of the overflow. What relationships do you need to give to God this morning? Where are those relationships that are estranged, are separated, are uh, just plain tough? Where do you need to cry out to God and say, I finally get it. I cannot do this on my own. Only through your help, O God can I move forward? I have faith and I have trust in you. Let's pray. Oh God, we do need you. Most of us here will profess our faith in you. 
But there is so much that you're calling us to. You are calling us deeper still to love and to life. So we say, come Holy Spirit, come. We say, control our hearts because our spirits long to be made whole. We want your love, O oh Jesus, to be the inward love that, that, that steers us, that guides us, that directs us. We want to worship. We want to be free. So God, today we, we humble ourselves before you. We admit we cannot do it on our own. We need your help. We're going to give you these, these difficult relationships. And with faith, with positive, with persistent, with powerful faith, we're going to move forward. We pray in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.